Well, last week we had a big celebration of our 115th anniversary of a, as a congregation. Wasn't that great? And we had all these excellent speakers, um, great food from Hickory Park, tables full of historical displays and wonderful music, uh, just like we've had this morning. Uh, last week we had the senior choir, trumpets, Kenny Freddy's song for 100th anniver- 115th anniversary, and then God Bless Emmanuel by our own Dorothy Vollen. It was a wonderful day. But you know what? The party's not over yet. We're using this entire anniversary year to talk together about our heritage as a congregation. Who we are, where we've been, what God is doing through us right now, and where He might be taking us in the future. We have a new website that uh, helps make it easier for folks to find out about our congregation and see what's going on here. We have our new church directory to help us put names with the faces that we see on Sunday and to pray for them throughout the week. I encourage you to use this, not just you know, to, you know, to remember who somebody is, but to be praying for them. What if you took a page each day out of the directory and prayed for all the people specifically on that page? Before long, we'll have our new cookbook so we can make each other's most delicious dishes. And we have our timeline downstairs to remind us of all of the changes that have happened in our congregation, our town, and our world over the past 115 years. This year, we've also had sketching our story events and interviews to help us reflect together on what we've seen God doing here at Emmanuel. Those events and interviews will help me write a missional biography of our congregation, a story about the mission God has been accomplishing through us over the years. How many of you know our church's mission statement by heart? A couple of you. Okay, let's see how much you might be able to remember. Our mission, yes, our mission is building strong relationships in Christ and making him known to all. You did pretty well. Let's say it again together. Building strong relationships in Christ and making him known to all. Now let's see if you can do it without evil words in front of you. Building strong relationships in Christ and making him known to all. Very good. Our mission really sums up the two great commandments in Scripture. Jesus said, The greatest commandment is this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And a second one is like it, Love your neighbor as yourself. God calls us to build strong relationships with Him and with our neighbors our neighbors next door, and our neighbors across the world. Our mission also connects us to the new commandment that Jesus gave his disciples the night he was going to be betrayed. He said, love one another as I have loved you. We are to build strong relationships with others in the body of Christ. Our mission also expresses the great commission that Jesus gave in Matthew 28, where he said, Go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now Jesus went on to say, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And that's really his name, Emmanuel, means God with us. Interestingly, on the mugs that we hand out to new visitors and, uh, and members, um, the mission statement on, on it reads this way, building strong relationships with Christ and making him known to all. Now, when I saw it, I thought, uh-oh, a typo. <laughs> um, and I you know, checked to make sure, yeah, it, the, back in 2005, it was uh, the official mission statement adopted by the congregation was building strong relationships in Christ. I thought, oh, geez, we got it wrong. But then I got to thinking, you know, that's actually just as true as the original. You can even think of building strong relationships with Christ in a couple ways. We build, first of all, our own relationships with Christ individually and as a community of faith. And actually, Christ is the one who initiates the relationship. We love because He first loved us. So we have a relationship with Christ and then, with Christ, with Christ, we also build other relationships. Our families, our friends, the people that we work and worship with, and others that Christ wants us to reach with His love. Christ wants us to make Him known to all. All the people that our lives touch. And all nations. So, are we building strong relationships with Christ or in Christ? I think the answer is yes. We are called to build strong relationships with Christ, to build strong relationships with and alongside Christ, and to build strong relationships in Christ. We can't keep any of our relationships strong unless we are in Christ, part of His body, learning from Him and becoming like Him. In his letter to the Colossians, Paul says, By Christ all things were created, and in Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. A body isn't much good without a head. You know, you think about all the things that your head does. Your head sees and hears, thinks and speaks, dreams and plans, directs and guides the rest of the body. But the, bot, but the head also needs the body to move and act and touch and create. Christ wants to use us as His hands and feet and the whole rest of the body to touch the lives of others, and to make this world more of what God intends it to be. So, what does it look like to build strong relationships in and with Christ? In our Sketching the Story interviews, we've been asking the question, how can we better live out our mission to build strong relationships in Christ and make Him known to all?
here's some of the things that you have been saying. I should tell more people about Jesus. Let's serve people by doing things like meals from the heartland and picking up trash in our community. Let's keep our youth program strong because that brings the whole family into the church body. I'd like to see more people get involved in teaching their children and passing on the faith. Let's be a congregation that nurtures warriors for the Lord. Individuals have to be connected to have community. We grow stronger by serving in mission trips, soup kitchens, and the homeless by working side by side. Small groups that are learning-based or service-based are vital to building strong relationships. They provide the constancy, caring, and connectedness we need. They provide a strong core from which to reach out to others. Someone else said, let's keep supporting our missionaries around the world. Let's also be missionaries right here in our own community and workplaces and families. Let's keep praying together and keep coming together to worship and hear God's Word. In our Gospel today, we heard the familiar story of Mary and Martha. Jesus comes to their village and Martha opens her house to them, to him. Mary sits at Jesus' feet, it says, which is really astounding because that is where a disciple would sit, at the feet of the rabbi, to listen and learn and to become like the rabbi. By allowing Mary to sit at his feet, Jesus was saying, she, I accept her as my disciple. I accept her as someone who wants to learn and become like me and do the things that I do. Well, her sister Martha was distracted by all of the preparations. And so she complains to Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her to help me. Well, Jesus responds in a way that shows that he does care about Martha, but not about what's worrying her. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. The movie City Slickers has a brief dialogue that kind of echoes Jesus. In one scene, a grizzled cowboy is giving some wisdom to a city boy. And yeah, the, the cowboy says, You know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean nothing. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you've got to figure out. Well, what's the one thing that Jesus is talking about? In the Greek there, he actually says, there is need of only one. It could be a thing or a person. It could be our need to listen, to sit at Jesus' feet and to receive God's Word from Him. Or it could be Jesus Himself. Jesus says, 
Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Those who Jesus draws to himself, those who listen at his feet, who want to build their lives on his word and become like him, will not be taken away from him. When we listen to Jesus, everything else falls into place. When we make our home in His Word and His presence, His Word changes us. He makes us His disciples and He sends us out to serve. Earlier this weekend, a few guys from our congregation went with me to Promise Keepers in Cedar Falls. We had an amazing experience gathered in the McLeod Center with almost 4,000 guys from all over the Midwest. It's incredible to hear what 4,000 guys sound like singing praise to Jesus at the top of their lungs. We had some incredible speakers who challenged us to hold on to our faith and to make a difference in the lives of our families and our communities and the world around us. Promise keepers commit themselves to living out seven promises. The first one is to honor Jesus Christ through prayer, worship, and obedience to His Word in the power of the Holy Spirit. To pursue vital relationships with a few other men, understanding that I need brothers to help me keep my promises. The third is to practice spiritual, moral, ethical, and sexual purity. Fourth is to build strong marriages and families through love, protection, and biblical values. Fifth, support the mission of my church by honoring and praying for my pastor and by actively giving my time and resources. Sixth, to reach beyond any racial and denominational barriers to demonstrate the power of biblical unity. And lastly, to influence my world, being obedient to the great commandment and the Great Commission. To love God, to love my neighbor, and to make disciples. Coach Bill McCartney challenged us to be men of prayer, men of the Word, and men devoted to our local church. Mark Gunger helped us to see that to win the battle within, we have to realize that we do not live by what we feel. We don't have to give in to every impulse because our feelings do not define us. The Word of God defines us. Rally Washington called us to love our wives sacrificially as Christ loved the church, to invest in our children and to give up our desire to always be right. Larry Acosta encouraged us to commit ourselves to being consistently connected to a band of brothers who do life together because we need others to help us keep our promises. And finally, Larry Jackson challenged us by saying, don't go home and tell someone how good the conference was. Go home and show them how good it was by being a changed person. How could we sum up all the promises that promise keepers make to protect and influence their family and church and community and world? 
Maybe with a phrase like building strong relationships in Christ and making Him known to all. May God do exactly that this week through you. Amen.